This is the Movie Hall of Fame for March 8th, 2022. And there he is across the table from me. The penguin to my Carmine Falcone. It's Adam Hall. Hey, take it easy, sweetheart. Oh! <laughs> Woke up this morning. Got some cabagool. Hey, donkey. Monkey man, the monkey. Bada bing! (laughs) (laughs) Little Miss Muffin sat on the tuffet. Ooh, they got that guy to play the penguin. (laughs) He said, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? Oh! Kind of what Colin Farrell's doing in this movie. A little Andrew Dice Clay. I was going to say, I feel like Andrew Dice Clay did to the Italians what Woody Allen did to the Jews. I, what, he set them back 50 years? I think so. <laughs> he set <laughs> racial progress backward a whole generation? Yes, I think so. I think that's about right. Jesus. I'm sorry on behalf uh, of all the Italians out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Colin Farrell, unrecognizable in this movie. Very much so. Jesus, and I was looking for him. Yeah. I knew where he was, and right. I still couldn't see him. Couldn't find him in there. No, underneath the makeup, it's I was, like I was looking for the little mole that he has yeah. on his cheek for the yeah. his thick eyebrows. I couldn't find him. Looking for the nuances in his speech and tone. Right, didn't see it. Didn't hear it. Yeah, dude, Colin Farrell. Man, is this guy making choices? Yes. That is a guy that totally turned it around for me in the last oh. like five, six years. Because I think I sort of lumped him in with the Gerard Butlers of the world who were just sort of making shitty crime movies that go <laughs> straight to on demand and then forgotten about in a year until you watch it on FX. Well, I can't think of that many aside from like SWAT. SWAT's like the obvious one that feels like that to me. But I do look Phone back- booth. Phone Booth's like a good movie, though. Yeah. It's like kind of a sleazy movie, but it's a good movie. Sure. It works as a thriller. It does. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point, though, Like where it's like there was a point in time where he was just not liked enough to, uh-huh. and he's making strange choices. I mean, he was Bullseye in another superhero film. That is correct. So uh, <laughs> he's an interesting one. Yeah. But what, I guess the turnaround is really in Bruges for him, right? Yeah, I, I think that was probably... For those in the know, that was the sure. first time where it's like, oh, this guy, this guy can do something else. Got a Golden Globe for that. He did, yeah, yeah. But in the last couple of years, he he did The Lobster, he did mm-hmm. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yep. Uh, he was just in a movie called After Yang, which debuted on Showtime last week, which mm-hmm. I watched and I enjoyed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just just really going out there. I'm not even sure it's the most over-the-top performance in the Batman either. It's not. No, <laughs> it's, defi- it's not. It's definitely not, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but it's it completely works. It's completely authentic, which I didn't expect at all. Yeah. You know, it's not to say that I I dislike the makeup. It's just a lot of makeup. It's a, a lot. Of <laughs> it's a it's a lot. A lot of it. As is the rest of the movie. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, there was a moment where people thought they were going to do sexy penguin that they were just going to do Colin Farrell, maybe with like a crooked nose, but was going to keep like oh. the rest of them the same. And uh, I don't know. Maybe that works. Yeah. But you know, it ends with him getting like disfigured and right. He gets, then he gets depressed and he gains a lot of weight. Mm. I did like, by the way, that they threw in a little nod to him being a penguin when he has his feet tied and he's like waddling and stuff. Right. I was like, Oh, <laughs> clever movie. <laughs> 
better than DeVito, yes or no? <laughs> I mean, DeVito, it's a totally different use of the character. It's hard to judge, mm. is the thing. Mm. I mean, um, you know, DeVito. I think I'm with you. DeVito. I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. That movie's just so fucking yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I went on one of those... Uh, little tangents in my head the other day about like how fucking great Batman Returns is because I we'll, well, we'll, we'll talk about the Batman in a second I really like this movie and we'll get to your thoughts too uh I particularly loved Zoe Kravitz in it oh yeah liked Colin Farrell and all that shit but then I just got me thinking about DeVito and Pfeiffer <laughs> and how that that one two punch just leaves this great impression like nothing else and fucking walking I was thinking yeah. about the scene where like the penguin bites the guy's nose off. Oh, that's yeah. It just the movie's so filthy, you know. Yeah, like, it is. There, it, it is. I think <clears throat> the, the the sort of logline of the Batman, the one that came out this year, is like it's a dark and gritty and dirty and grimy superhero story, and that is true. But like, you can also do that by going way over the top. Like, you can achieve <laughs> the gritty, gross aesthetic. Like, Batman Returns is objectively more violent than this movie is yes it is there is more violence in that movie even though like it's played for laughs and it's it's really over the top and the blood is spewing all over the place out of a guy's nose Mm -hmm. it is more violent than this movie and just think about the style is more violent yeah is a good way to explain it you know not even necessarily that there's more i mean there's a there is i think there's more violence happening technically on screen but even then like even if there wasn't as much violence i would probably still describe it as more violent yeah it's gorier (laughs) yeah yeah that's true yeah it's definitely gorier yeah yeah uh the batman yeah that's the batman the batman the batman the batman this time the batman directed by matt reeves starring our boy Bobby Pattinson in the title role as Bruce Wayne slash the Batman. Is he Bobby Pattinson from now on? That's right. <laughs> Bobby P. Yeah. He, he, he's gotten the, the coveted Bobby title like a De Niro. Yeah. You've, you've, you've now been granted Bobby. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Bobby. Bobby P. Uh, as I said, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Kind of wish I didn't know that going in. Oh, me too. I agree with that. Yeah. It's a little. <sighs> it's weird how they play it because they play it like Spacey and Seven where they it's did... a reveal when he shows up at the end. But it's. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, that's true. But um, it's like so obviously paul dano if you know it's paul dano right is the thing yeah so i that, i mean not necessarily a bad thing but you know it did make me th- <laughs> we gotta we gotta get touched on uh um that that performance there because he's doing a lot boom boom <laughs> boom bruce Wayne. ah ah Ah, like Count Chocula or whatever. <laughs> Count Von no. Dano, baby! Holy shit, Dano. Book him, Dano! <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, okay. Yeah. Should I get into it? Sure. I, I, I have a feeling you might be a little more muted on this movie than I am, so I'll just do my little thing and then you can shit on my hopes and dreams. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, 
I uh, obviously saw all these trailers as you all did. We we all uh, communally got together and made fun of Robert Pattinson's eye black and uh, yeah, yeah, and mocked that we're going even darker than Nolan went with his Dark Knight movies. And uh, it, it seems like it's a, a large departure from whatever the hell Ben Affleck was doing in those Justice League yeah. movies. Uh, people forget this was initially supposed to be a Ben Affleck starring and directed solo movie. Completely hard to imagine now that I've seen it. Impossible. <laughs> like seriously, you try to try to picture Ben Affleck in any one of these scenes, and none of it works. Yes, like not a single. It, it, the movie kind of sucks right. if Ben Affleck is in a single scene in this movie. Yeah. But those trailers came out and they played like the Nirvana song. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I do not have the patience for another dark and gritty superhero movie. (laughs) And that is because I have been burned time and time again by what people on the Internet call director bullshit, which is this idea that like a director fresh out of film school that's like really excited about pushing the craft forward is hired to do one of these disposable superhero movies and compares it to a bunch of lofty aspirations that they will never possibly achieve Mm. like when kong skull island sets out to be apocalypse now or rogue one sets out to be uh platoon or in the case of the marvel movies uh, the Russo brothers set out to make three days of the condor with their Captain America movies or like all the president's men or like another like 70s conspiracy thriller. OK, and I'm used to it now. Like I'm just I am used to this is the only way that a movie gets made for over 100 million dollars and is released in movie theaters. So whatever you got to say to keep yourself happy, as long as the movie is good. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Tell me that the Joker is based on King of Comedy all you want if that makes you feel better, Todd Phillips. Yeah, but how seriously do you take that stuff? Because in the case of like something like Star Wars or Kong Skull Island, that's entirely like pitch meeting stuff. Yes. You know just based on the property that it's really not going to do that. Right. I watch Kong Skull Island and I just see like a visceral, stupid, fun action movie with a giant monkey. Yes. And then I see Rogue One and I see a boring uh, uh Star Wars movie. Right. And that's that. <laughs> no, I, I entirely entirely. But I, I think I, I, I'm a lot wiser now in, oh. in my later years. But originally I would hear a line like that and I would be like, holy shit. Oh, I need to get you, out to the theater immediately. Oh, and you get your hopes up about this stuff. Right. I'm not sure I felt that same level of discourse around the Batman. I, I didn't. I just saw the trailers and they were kind of speaking for themselves. But not once right. did I hear um like it's seven and right. it's we want to make seven but with batman i didn't hear that until the reviews were coming out yes. which is much different than the build-up to the movie being from matt reeves guys i just really wanted to remake seven yes i wanted to make my version of seven except i wanted to do it with a man in a cape and potentially more monkeys right <laughs> <laughs> yes and the guy slightly skinnier than the penguin. <laughs> uh, fair. Yes, I agree. Uh, but I I still read those reviews and was like, oh, fuck, come off it. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I've heard Matt Reeves this week make reference to the fact that he was inspired by French Connection. He was re- inspired by a lot of those Humphrey Bogart uh, 40s and 50s noir films. He was... Uh, you know, inspired by Chinatown, mm. and of course, like those '90s serial killer movies too, Silence of the Lambs, Seven, etc. Um, and uh, you know, every time I hear that, now I'm just conditioned to be like, okay, this is even at its best, like a, a movie like Logan that oh, aspires yeah. to sort of be a, a 
a Shane Unforgiven esque Western. Does it get there sometimes? Yeah, it sometimes looks like Shane, but it's not really Shane. And it looks sort of like Unforgiven if you squint hard enough. But it's it's really just another X-Men movie. And I think that's fine, though. It, it is. Yeah. It is fine. But I think I've come around later to this idea that, OK, like Logan is good, but maybe X2 is better because X2 understands that it's a superhero movie and is not ashamed of it. <laughs> This is a very weird turn, though, with some of the things you're saying, because this yeah. is something we held for a long time to be the opposite. Right. We're like, go away from superhero films. Yes. And now we're realizing that there is sort of, you know, uh, an, I don't know, what would you call that? Um, there's more merit to the idea of it committing to what it actually is, not being ashamed of what it is. I think if you heard our review of Logan five years ago, we were we were doing this one. Oh, Logan I still love out, Logan, right? man. Yeah. I still really love Logan, but... I was saying something completely opposite to yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think it's just because I've been watching these movies for five years now. And, like, at the end of the day, it's a movie about a guy with mechanical claws coming out of his hands. <laughs> sure. You know? And at the end of the day, it's about a guy in a bat suit walking around, like, beating up clowns. Mm-hmm. That, that's what these movies are. So as much as you want to ground them, and as much as you want to play around in the, the sandbox of other genres, you're never going to be able to escape that unavoidable fact. That is, this is a movie about a guy in a bat suit, <laughs> right? So, long story short, I went to this movie. With my arms crossed, knowing that it was going to be three hours long. Yeah. Very fucking skeptical, but open-minded. Uh-huh. And I absolutely adored this movie. Yeah. And I loved it in a way that I have not loved a superhero movie since The Dark Knight, to be downright honest with you. I, I, I fucking adored it. And I think one of the reasons why, and maybe we can parse this out a little further, because I, I don't know if I've, if I've 100% solidified this idea, but it feels like both a dark and gritty genre exercise that is playing around with some of the tropes that I have always loved in movies. Me too. Yeah. While still holding on to some fealty to the source material. And I'm not a big like comic book guy and I don't know if that's 100% true, but seems like a lot of this is taking inspiration from uh from some of those 80s Batman comic book runs with like Batman Year 1. And I'll tell you what it really felt like was the Batman animated series. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, and and Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, it does. Which is, uh, you know, unmistakably a superhero story. It is unmistakably four kids about a guy in a cape and plays around with those comic book tropes, but is still able to portray them in a dark way. It's not trying to be, you know, a Western <laughs> or, uh, you know, it is still trying to be a superhero movie first. And all of those things like the noir narration at the beginning yeah. sort of enhance this idea that you're watching a comic book come to life. Kind of felt like reading a comic book panel when you heard Robert Pattinson's narration mm-hmm. at the beginning. And it just felt like all of those elements came together in a way where it's like, I am really enjoying this on the level of a serial kill, a 90 serial killer movie. And I don't feel like I'm ashamed to be watching a superhero film. And actually, some of the moments where Batman's just walking in in a bat suit solidified the point that, oh, yeah, this story is ridiculous. And this guy is insane for walking around in a bat <laughs> yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's leaning into it. It's not making any apologies for itself. Uh, I love this movie. What did you think? Oh, uh, to your point about what you were saying about how, you know, Batman comes inside just wearing a, a, a bat costume and everyone's like, just look at this freak. 
Mm. Um, to solidify like the feeling of like like f- awkward normality to to his presence, there are scenes in this movie where he goes into a dilapidated house mm. and a dark dilapidated house and to guide his way he's carrying a flashlight right batman carries a flashlight in this movie sure (laughs) i just love that detail it's like it's just so so not concerned with like like certain aspects of the superheroism it's like it has one foot in the superhero world one foot in the detective world Mm -hmm. and i just love that Um, yes well um I mean, I like it more than Batman Begins, so I guess it's my favorite Batman movie. Whoa! Yeah, baby! Let's go, dude! Let's freaking go! Yeah, this movie's pretty excellent. Let's go! Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I, I loved, it. I, it's weird because, like, I'm, I, I think I, I do feel muted, but I think undeniably, if you were to ask me, would I rather watch this over The Dark Knight? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm one of those people who, you know, I'm not, I love The Dark Knight, but I'm not like precious about it and I don't think it's impenetrable. Mm. So to see something like this come 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 around, which is so much more my aesthetic yes. to a T. Yeah. I love everything about the design. It's like my favorite Gotham ever, oh, by the way. Yeah. It's because I was worried that it was going to, it was going to be afraid to be a comic book film and it was, you know, it was going to veer too off from, you know, at least my interpretation of what Batman must feel like and not have that like interesting gothic appeal. But this honestly feels the most Batman ever. Yeah. To me. I know. Isn't that weird though? Super fucking Batman to me. Yeah. <laughs> it has everything about it though. Like, it, it, I, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of the nature of like the detective element of 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 Batman. But when they really play into a hard boiled, dark, wet, like scary detective, so much rain, in this so movie. much rain, so much moisture. Oh my! So God. much fog in the windows. It's, like that's the thing. Half of this movie everywhere. is shot behind a foggy window. I know. It's just obstruction. Yeah. You feel so claustrophobic even when you're out in the open. Yeah. It's. Really, 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 really good. Right. I love the I love the 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 atmosphere in this movie to death, man. Mm. I love just the fact that it doesn't, you know, it, there's this impressionistic quality with the lighting a lot of the time, and just the fact that you never get like a good view of the Batmobile, for example. It's almost always in silhouette, mm-hmm. and even when like it is under light, he has a fucking tarp over the thing. Yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> but that just adds to like this great mystique for the character. Even when there's this incredible action sequence happening, mm. Batman can still be kind of strange and mysterious when he's chasing after a guy on a highway. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Batman's scary in this. Ooh. The whole thing is scary. The whole freaking thing is scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah man, this movie's... Uh, in the, okay, this is another point of conversation. I've heard a lot of reviewers talk about this movie, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I have a very specific point to make. Okay. Um, a lot of people have been saying... It's three hours, but it doesn't feel like three hours. Or it's it's three hours, but man, does it fly. Uh-huh. <sighs> to those of you, uh, listeners, it feels like it's three hours. Correct. D- don't I, let any, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yes. It feels like a three hour long fucking movie. Uh-huh. But that's okay. Right. Because it makes the most out of its time. It doesn't feel, to me anyway, it doesn't feel like a single scene is ever wasted. No, it does not fly. 
I mean, it is it is a slow ass movie. It moves nicely though. Yeah. Is the best way I can explain. It doesn't. It's it's not a slog. But yeah. you're right. It definitely. Some people have described it as that. I don't. No, I just didn't feel that way at all. I don't. I, I didn't either. I, I don't but know. Point to one the, scene that's not compelling. I'm so fucking broken now as a <laughs> film viewer. Like I don't know. Like if if what I say makes sense to anyone anymore. Like I just feel like I'm speaking such a totally different language. <laughs> this and is I, very it, unusual. For no, me. but that's what happens. It's like I go to see Spider Man. And the the crowd on opening night is they're doing standing ovations and fist bumps during like you know the 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 three Spider Man coming together scene and I'm like okay yeah this is fun or whatever but I'm not swept up by it at all like I I just I, I I'm. I'm upset that I can't like participate in the joy that everyone else is feeling, but I am such a broken, hollow man at this point that watches so many fucking movies. I just can't get excited by that. And then I go to this and I can tell like the whole audience isn't really into it and people are kind of checking their watches. And I'm just like, yes, just feed this to me through a tube. Just shove a feeding tube down my throat. Put me in a coma if you want. Just fucking just... Annihilate me with this movie Oh yeah You know Well because it doesn't feel like a, a product And better yet Here's here's the real word I, I'd like to get to It doesn't feel like content In the way that Right uh, <laughs> Good word In the way that No Way Home feels like content Good word You know yeah. We gotta get this YouTube video On a big screen In front of us Before we can see the next Doctor Strange movie Or whatever No this feels like someone Again, I, and I've said this, it's a cliche from people like me who just love movies, but like this feels like Matt Reeves genuinely wanted to tell this version of Batman, mm-hmm. you know, and we've seen this story before. We just yes. have. We've seen the story of the Riddler and Batman's kind of going head to head. Not done this well. We, well, and we've <laughs> but, seen it outside of Batman movies, too. Yeah, I've seen it in video games. Done very well in video games, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah. I highly recommend uh, Arkham City. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, guys, like this is very interesting yeah and i the structure of it's kind of weird but it actually kind of worked for me yeah um and i just <laughs> the villains in this the villain really i mean yeah. the other guys i mean yeah, they are villains but if we're on the topic of the riddler himself um uh-huh. whoa well it's a choice <laughs> this is dano's first major blockbuster i think we des- decided the other day right I, yeah essentially it was essentially, that and yeah. cowboys and aliens so he had not uh not be had had not been given that sort of runway before to just go nuts in a big screen big budget movie not like this not like this no it was always like you know in some smaller movies like because he's well he's being dano he's definitely being dano but it does actually work well for the riddler where it's like kind of you know like like a little i don't know what you would call that but he's just very um, unchecked but not in the way that the Joker is yeah. where there's like a, a chaos to him but like a like the Joker is like a considered chaos this guy's just all over the wall you know well he's mentally deranged yes <laughs> I think that like there yeah there's an intentionality to what Heath Ledger is doing with the Joker although he is the human embodiment of chaos it's it is almost like an extraterrestrial evil that you're, you're yeah. confronting there. Whereas, no, Paul Dano is just a crazy person that needs to be hospitalized. He's and, actually mentally ill. Yeah, and incredibly fallible. That's kind of the interesting thing about him, right? Like, you know, he yeah. may, he'll he he's he's someone that is like in, like brilliant, but you you can kind of tell can make like mistakes. And it's that great line. I know you're gonna hate me for this, but it's that great line in Red Dragon, where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> how did you catch me? Well, you had disadvantages. What disadvantages? Yeah. You're insane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, besides that, 
Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're insane. I, and they kind of say that in this movie. They kind of do the same scene, which is probably drawing more from Manhunter, but regardless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're drawn from a lot of shit here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are scenes directly ripped out of Manhunter, directly ripped out of Seven in a way. Like the apartment scene, I was not ready for like how, how exactly shot for shot was. that was exactly the same movie. There's like a good like 10 to to 20 minutes of this movie devoted to solving ciphers for Christ's sake right, right out of Zodiac. It's, yeah. <laughs> they look exactly the same. I know. Or like Dirty Harry too or something, yeah. But I will also say that this sort of retains its own identity through the majority of it. It yeah. does. I, I, I never felt like... To the it, extent that a Batman movie can. Sure, sure, yeah. I never, But I never felt like it was losing it, it, it its thing, if you, whatever that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Still always felt like a gothic detective story which is and it's in its core i guess what batman should always be yeah but to talk but if i were describing this movie to people you know and to talk about how like effectively it 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 does it you know how effectively it is just a hard-boiled crime movie like let's let's take batman out of the equation let's say he doesn't exist he's he's never existed he's not an iconic character whatsoever Mm -hmm. and then this movie just drops Mm -hmm. and i would I could confidently see myself saying to people, yeah, I just went to see this this movie. And they're like, oh, what's it about? It's like, well, it's kind of weird. It's like this, you know, it's like a classic noir story, but it's about this weird freak vigilante who dresses up like a bat and fights crime. They're like, well, that sounds stupid. I'm like, yeah, I know it does sound stupid, but like, it's really good. See, I don't think it would. I, it's really good. It, it, <laughs> it, sure. It would have been good, but it would have been a big hurdle to get over. You know, like, we would have <laughs> at if, least needed the pearl to the pavement scene in that you know? I, I, I could yeah i could i could certainly say that that for, for like hindsight is probably playing a factor but this is certainly the closest we've ever gotten to that idea it's really weird watching batman going through the front door like i the, yeah or even when he goes to the nightclub and he just walks down the hallway and well, there's strobe lights going on but it but they they are aware of that my point is that no they're aware of it yeah yeah definitely well my i guess my, my point is is that this is one of the only Perhaps the most pure, like, vigilante movie of all the Batman movies I've seen, uh-huh. you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. It feels the most authentically that. doesn't necessarily feel like, yeah, I mean, he here's, like I said before, it feels very, very Batman to me. But strangely, it does also play very well as just a straight vigilante crime movie. I'm okay with I that. I would adore if this movie came out and there was no Batman, no Catwoman, mm-hmm. no penguin you know and it was just like random italian mob boss and <laughs> sure you know orphaned kid that w- wants to solve riddles and, <laughs> and a cat burglar like i would have been great with that too and i'm totally in for that movie uh that movie is not possible and if it is possible you have to make it for under 50 million and you probably have to put it on netflix mm-hmm. i mean that's just the bottom line so you know it if this is how we have to get it this is how we're gonna have to get it uh but I, I will say this. There is more Batman in this movie than maybe any other Batman movie, proportionally it, speaking. Yeah, I would agree. It's mo- it's it is mostly Batman and a lot of the reviews have been saying this. But I guess, you know, sometimes I read reviews and they exaggerate this. But no, it's a, basically a Batman movie through and through. Right. <laughs> Purely in that. Like, yeah, you don't see a lot of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is that even when you do see Bruce Wayne, he's so he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. I don't want to hang out with Bruce Wayne. He's really fucking weird. And I loved that about him. And this is actually, it's, it's instigating a lot of controversy because a lot of people don't like that. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I think it's kind of interesting. It's, I think whatever person who is driven to fight crime in a bat suit, (laughs) 
it's a weird who's yeah who, after getting person. orphaned i mean yeah i think you have to be kind of nuts and that's what this movie really plays into yeah as you said he is terrifying but he is also very disturbed yes you know is he, he would have to be to be terrifying yeah, he's <laughs> distant and kind of aloof and uh, we're sunglasses inside, god damn it. We're sunglasses inside. <laughs> I was watching uh, Dark Knight Rises the other day. It was oh, on no. TV, and I put on like a half hour of it, just the begin- beginning half hour when he first, first meets Anne Hathaway. And uh, first of all, that movie has no Batman in it. Didn't realize that until afterwards. Like, Batman is in very little of that movie. Like, there's a little bit of him at the beginning, and then he gets locked in a hole, and then, I don't know, he becomes Batman at the end for another half hour. <laughs> I don't know how they filled two and a half hours with that movie, but somehow they did no Batman in it and a lot of Bruce. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have sort of criticized this movie for, or at least criticized Pattinson's performance saying he's not a great Bruce Wayne, but he is a great Batman. I don't really know what that means to be honest with you. I've never understood that criticism. It's, <sighs> it's one guy, you know, well, yeah, exactly. No, that's my, point. he's playing the same fucking guy and there should be consistency. And yeah, maybe the idea that this person is, who is so disturbed goes to ninja camp and, and, you know, and fights scarecrows in the middle of the night shouldn't be like a charming playboy that can like fuck 10 hot models on a yacht you know maybe there should be a little bit of distance maybe something should be a little off with this guy well it's an alternate take on the character too i don't understand why people are so opposed to certain alternate takes you know it's very obvious like what they're doing it's like guys clearly we're going for a more disturbed batman so why is it so strange that bruce wayne is also disturbed i i don't and again like you just said he's it's the same fucking person yes it's the same fucking person so you don't have to separate the two characters really and you can play there's there's a good justification for it in that like he's this is a guy that still hasn't really gotten over his parents deaths all these years later yeah it's, it's that version of bruce wayne and batman and i kind of like the idea like okay perhaps from our perspective it, it would be yes it's a good idea to in order to maintain you know some uh you know some sense of mystery and and you know to hide your identity more you know that's why he ultimately chooses to separate you know batman and bruce wayne and create the two personalities but he's at a point right now in his life where he hasn't really figured out how to do that or better yet doesn't care to do that yeah. and that's very interesting to me yeah. it makes him a little more unpredictable in and out of the suit which i love yes yeah i don't know I kind of like this more, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Definitely do. <laughs> Didn't and expect to say that out of the, the fucking trailers where he's just this mopey emo looking dude. Yeah, I was. But, I just did not want a My Chemical Romance take on this <laughs> character. And that's what I was worried about. Like, I, I, And uh, that that's sort of been my skepticism because I and I will admit where I was wrong and where I think the, the culture at large is wrong. We have drawn a firm solid line in the sand separating superhero movies into two distinct categories which is you are either doing light poppy marvel stuff or you are going dark and it's going to be gritty uh, dark knight-esque you know it's like heat in a city with a guy in a cape yeah and i think like those two distinctions uh, don't really capture the entirety of what superhero movies can be. I think it sort of limits you to what exactly you're making. And I also don't think that the descriptions are accurate because like this is a much darker movie than than Dark Knight, just, not just because it is shot in more darkly lit conditions or because it's behind more fog, but also because like Dark Knight is silly compared to this one. Oh my God. And, like, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a lot thing. of the problem. It's like you can take yeah. the same script 
In the case of like Dark Knight Rises, about a character like Bane who could easily exist in a Marvel movie. And the only thing you change is the Hans Zimmer score and some of the cinematography and some of the costuming. Mm -hmm. And you call that movie dark. Whereas it has to be dark on the script level, too. Which this is. You know what I mean? This is very thematically dark. So, like, I, I think, like... We've, we've been a little disingenuous in saying that movies are either light or movies are either dark and it's really just a reflection of the cinematography what are you telling me on a thematic level like what are you telling me underneath the surface and what you find is so many of those superhero movies especially some of those DC movies that claim to be dark like say Man of Steel are really fucking goofy on a script level and uh, yeah I think I would I would prefer it if say John Favreau made that movie yeah you know? me too yeah, I agree too. So, like, it's it's not always a, a a simple thing to nail down. I think there is there's more nuance than just light or dark. And so, I went into this being like, ugh, not another fucking. I can't take any of these dark gritty things because hasn't been good since two thousand eight. Um, I was wrong. Like, dark can be just as thrilling. As yeah, light, absolutely, you know? absolutely. They also don't really understand what dark is, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a real like, like. Like almost like the filmmakers have been through similar shit kind of feel to this, which obviously isn't true. But there's a, just a, a level of like uh, embeddedness to every idea in this movie that's even frankly different from what Christopher Nolan was doing. Christopher mm. Nolan's movies are bright, and you can see everything quite clearly. You forget how bright they are. Honestly, yeah. the difference is that his movies, even even and this this is where it's like this one feels like more like comic booky Batmany to to an extent, or gra- like a graphic novel. This feels like a Frank Miller graphic novel through and through, mm-hmm. or even an Alan Moore graphic novel. But this, uh, um, Christopher Nolan's films are realistic. Yes, that's the distinction to every aspect of what we see. It's just very. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk pejoratively of Christopher Nolan again for the <laughs> thousandth time. Yeah, but they're just very. Here it is, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. To a degree. Whereas, like, there's a lot more... He's apologizing for the fact that he's making a superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, at every turn, you're trying to justify that something like this could happen in the real world. Mm-hmm. And no, it's it, it can't. But that doesn't mean that you can't invent a reality where this does make sense. Which is what a movie is. Right. <laughs> that's what you're doing. And that's what the Batman does, in yes. my opinion. Like, it creates a Gotham that is, it certainly has elements of our world in it. Uh, plenty of elements. You know? But, I mean, there, Gotham Square Garden is, is an arena in this world, so. I, well, yeah, when you, well, also when you go to, like, their version of Times Square and you have a billion panels shoved together haphazardly right. that looks totally unsafe, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's just like, oh, I kind of get, like, the crammed, you know, awkward, frustrating nature of this city. Yes. And how everyone just kind of wants to get out of it. So it has elements of our world, but it does feel like its own world, too. And if you can convincingly do that, then, yeah, you can get away with a guy in a bat suit walking in and out of doors solving riddles because every element of this film has its own sense of style too yeah. that's the other thing there's a certain flair that's not I, I i don't know i wouldn't necessarily call it overly showy but it's very specific and very very real and integrated so i don't have any issue with that and you're right i i i think if you you know <laughs> i don't know you you can go for that 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 dark and gritty crap and that's that that's fine but hmm I don't know. I really, I really like the way this movie looks. Yeah. I, 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 
I guess we could talk about like Greg Frazier's and what he's doing a little bit, but like he's doing great work. But that guy's like coming up quite well, you know. He's doing excellent work because it's not like yeah, it, it's hard for me to pin down. I'm trying to articulate it, but it's not like 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 exactly what you said. It's not you know overly realistic but it is at the same time i don't know what that is because i felt the same way about what he was doing on the mandalorian to yeah agree. yeah yeah there's just something like like tangible but it's stylistic all at the same time it's weird it's yes. like, it's hard to explain yeah yeah i mean it's still it is it's visually vibrant i think um a, a, a common misconception is that the less color you put on screen the more realistic it is i frankly thought this was plenty colorful right and I, and so i i think that that's often been shorthand it's like the the more you sort of turn down the contrast the more like the real world your movie will look when really if you think about life in general <laughs> yeah. like unless like you live in alaska your days are going to be filled with a lot of color like most of your your day is colorful like it's usually pretty bright outside and you can see everything well and uh, you know, a lot of green outside. Like <laughs> the, the the sky is very blue, and so the idea that for some reason when we light it more darkly, it's supposed to remind us of our world more. I just don't know if I buy that. Now, obviously, green screen in an office building in Atlanta is not realistic either. You no, know, there has no, to no, no. there has to be a middle ground somewhere. Like when you're on the planet fucking Xenon with Thanos or wherever that planet was, like. Yeah, that's that's not realistic either. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It it nails the much like a great sort of '80s comic book. It nails the sort of gritty, high contrast mm. aesthetic, while also uh, you know making it pop. Yeah, I visually. Agree. Yeah, yeah, and this movie does pop. And I think that's what I was talking about when I was referencing the highway chase scene because it's very it's it's both. I mean, I know what's going on, but there's a lot happening visually in that scene that can be a little overwhelming, but it does pop and it is exciting, even though there's so much obstruction happening uh-huh. all at once and it's so, so chaotic and half the time the camera is stuck to like the side of the car door, yeah. but yet it is still kind of thrilling and distinct and that feels often like a shot, even though you'll miss it. That type of shot is something you'd probably see in a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a lot of that that will go over your head, but right. it is there. Yeah. Even just the final shot of the movie where... You know, it, it feels like something out of a panel where Batman is watching Catwoman drive away yeah. in his rearview mirror. It's a great little poetic That's choice. That's great. Yeah. Oh, when they split and they, yeah, the diverting paths. Uh, can we talk about Zoe, please? Mm-hmm. Can we have a conversation about Zoe? Yes, we can have a conversation about Zoe. Goodness gracious. What's your deal with Zoe? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is that your kind of girl? I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, she's uh, she's quite fetching in this, isn't she? She's got something. She is dynamite in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she's really kidding. She's fucking great in this movie. Yeah, sort of a, a scene stealer whenever she's in there. Yeah. Although, I will say, like, her and Robert Pattinson's chemistry is, like... I, I, I don't even want to say that he, they're he, she's one-upping him, but, like, them together, it's just fucking electric, isn't it? I, I, I melted in my chair. It's really good. I, 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 they are... I mean... They're also both very fetching, so I'm sure oh, that helps. I see. That you like, you're like you, you're you're attractive actors and actresses, don't you? I I, am, I want them fat and ugly. Listen, go. <laughs> I am biased towards attractive people. Maybe that makes me a bigot, but sue me, okay? I prefer attractive people to unattractive. Okay, so if you're good looking, I'm more likely to like you. That's just the bottom line. 
All right. I want Brendan Fraser to play Batman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want... <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> they're they're electric. They're, yes. they're they're I mean they are it, it, the the scenes uh, where uh, they sort of get intimate and romantic. The mm. stuff like on the rooftop or whatever That's between the two of them it is just amazing. Uh, yeah, she does. She I, I think she's my favorite Catwoman now. Maybe I think she passes Pfeiffer. It's it's they're very 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 close. And the, I think the only reason why I might put Pfeiffer ahead is because it just feels like Pfeiffer has. I don't know, a slightly stronger presence in that movie. Well, it has a larger arc, I would say. That's also true, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, she's a big part of that movie. Exactly, yeah. 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 I mean, she, you know, is sort of the second, I guess she, uh, Catwoman plays a similar role here, but uh, Walken is as much a villain to her as the Penguin is to Batman, mm. and it points even more, you know? Like, um, yeah, Zoe though just has like this mystery to her and like this menace to her. Yeah, and there's like she's such an enigma in a way that I'm not sure any of the other cat women were, and that part of it is how the character is portrayed, but also like how it's performed. Like Pfeiffer is definitely going way over the top, and you know it's a high wire, off the rails sort of performance. Uh, Halle Berry is doing what Halle Berry will do. Won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> well, we might talk about it eventually on a different show. Yes, I think that's right. And Hathaway, I think, is underrated, but I'm not sure that <sighs> she's just never going to be menacing. I mean, she's never not going to look like the charming girl next door. No yeah. Matter how you want to costume her. I don't know. Like, it's very hard for me to buy her as, as anything intimidating yes. whatsoever. That's sort of the problem. Not to say that she's bad in the role, but I don't think she and it leaves much of an impression otherwise mm-hmm. you know she's just kind of put it this way i mean i always see anne hathaway just wearing a costume yeah that's not really the case with zoe kravitz again like most elements of this movie finds this balance of being you know sort of a strange mysterious figure but they're so alluring so alluring so so charming and not like she's 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 a badass but like like not in the way that Catwoman usually is. Like Catwoman often is played as like a femme fatale, mm-hmm. and she's not quite that here. No, no, no. Yeah. She's more of a friend, and yeah. I, that's something I didn't expect at all. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the first time. Yeah, she's not really like an object of like just like of of sexual desire as yeah. she often is. No, you know? not well because because this Batman doesn't give a fuck about that stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> this Batman's got better this, things yeah, to this do. Batman's just like I'm gonna listen to those emo tapes. <laughs> I'm gonna go it. shop at Hot Topic and just hate myself. Just <laughs> overdose on pills. I can't. I can, literally cannot picture this Batman going on a date. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird they got away with this movie. I know. Like I just walked out of that. I'm like, man. Fanboys are gonna fucking hate this. It's doing very well. Yeah, it is doing well, which is cool. It's not doing as well as Spider Man, but it's doing well. No, but I'm it did I'm, like half the weekend that Spider Man did because it's fucking Spider Man. That's yeah. why. Yeah, but wasn't Batman Batman though? Yeah, didn't it used to be like it's Batman, but Spider Man. Come on, bro, it's yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, and we love Spider Man too, but it's a different thing altogether. And, but the problem is like, yeah, Spider Man and the Marvel train is still it's still there. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to die. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it will. I wonder what the cinema score is. Uh, it's probably an A minus for this one. That's my guess. Yeah, going A minus. No, I think people like the movie, dude. But I, it's certainly not quite the thing that they expected. That's for sure. I mean, I had friends who saw it that said I could barely consider this a superhero film, and I'm like, that's not a bad thing. That's cool. A minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't like 
I, I just can't imagine anyone under the age of like 15 going into this, this and being like, yeah, this is my shit. You know, <laughs> it is very mature, like shockingly mature for what for, for, for you know, a comic book movie, mm-hmm. you know, which is something I didn't expect. Like there's lots of stuff in this where it's just like Christ, like this, like the, the elements of history that it recalls that are really disturbing, especially the, the finale mm. where they're going to shoot the presidential candidate. Just like, oh, boy. Right. We're going here. Yeah. No, felt very dirty. Harry, too. Like yeah. the snipers at the end and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, what did you think of the plot? Because I am on record saying I don't give a shit about like <laughs> crime plots. Like I, I really don't care. Like what? Uh, you make the puzzle as elaborate and complicated as possible <sighs> oh. and put put plot holes. I just want to see a guy solving clues. You know. I well, just, <laughs> so like that was the thing. When, like I, because I've heard that like as a as a criticism, like this conspiracy is a little too convoluted and i'm like yes exactly well, precisely yeah. right well you know you, we go back to like the big sleep and why movies like that work is just because the scene scene by scene is just kind of delicious and uh-huh. you don't really care like like you can get lost in the plot if you think about it too much but that's not exactly the point mm-hmm. it's more it's more about just like 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 i don't know walking along with the character as he discovers these clues and there's just something inherently fun about that mm-hmm. no i don't care about the plot in movies like this i rarely have you know i i they're not like christopher nolan movies are 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 puzzles that you know he gets that the audience needs to solve and that's not really what this is doing you know you know you're 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 taken along on an on an adventure it's more of that mystery you know Mm -hmm. not not so much of a puzzle and i'm okay with that so yeah that's true i guess as long as the character is doing it it's not too bad yeah I never felt lost. I'll say that. So if it, like the, the concern with the plot is that it's confusing, I wouldn't go that far. Uh-huh. There's a lot of like back and forths on what the character motivations actually are, particularly with Falcone and the penguin and right. Maroney and stuff like that. And that could get a little overwhelming. I, I could imagine, but um, it's, it's, it's fun <laughs> and it's interesting for the Bruce Wayne character, mm. you know, and it, the, the, the big thing for me is that I, it was, it was very unexpected. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's nice to be surprised in a Batman movie like that and have it kind of like pull the rug out from under me when it finally does. Mm. So that was good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm not, I'm not one to, you know, you know, get, get angry about like, you know, a complicated crime plot. Cause by nature, they kind of are complicated. They have to be. The whole point is about, we have this problem that we need to solve. We don't quite know how to do it. Sure. So, and also you're dealing with characters that people are accustomed to by now. And it's like, there's only so many combinations of it. And it's not like Alfred is going to be the fucking killer at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that would be funny. <laughs> so it's like, there's only so many guys that could be responsible for this. There's only so many guys that could be the rat. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like the main through line of this. When they said rat with wings though, I was like, Oh, so it's, Batman, right? There are instances like that where it's like I hear it and it's like, oh, it's Batman. Right. But how is it Batman? What's, sure. what's that supposed to mean? So, you know, I, I again, I think like the, the one thing that this movie could have done, and I'm not sure it's really the movie's fault, is that it could have withheld the Paul Dano aspect where it's like you can just surprise oh. us with the casting at the end. I mean, but it does for like, dude. We don't get Paul Dano to like two hours. Yeah, but you know, into- it's Paul, da- Paul Dano. Though. I mean, in fact, no, some of the trailers. Well, the, well, that, that's the, well, no, no, no. The diner that, scene was in the trailer. I get. Well, you don't see Paul Dano's face until like, you know, you don't see him in any of those trailers. Yeah, but you know, yes, you don't see him. 
But you know it's Paul Dano, though. Well, because of how we live, though. But you place this movie in the context of, like, I don't know, 1970, where trailers are very slim and they they're deli- they deliberately withhold information to tease you. Yeah. It's not really this movie's fault so much as it is, like, the marketing. Of no, the I'm not blaming Matt Reeves either. No. But I, I don't know. I'm just a little bummed out because it is yeah. played as a reveal. Oh, and it's a good reveal. Yes. Like, even still, I could feel like, okay, this this definitely works as a re- reveal, you know, to, to those who have no idea who Paul Dano is. Could you is. imagine, yeah. though, if you didn't know Paul Dano was in the movie, and then you saw him, and the diner would be fucking awesome. It would be fucking awesome. It'd be great. You know, it's that same argument, I, you know, it's when we bring up Rogue One, where it's like, I don't care for that movie, but a lot of people argue, what would it be like, guys? If you had no idea Darth Vader was in that movie and then yeah. he pulls out his fucking lightsaber, yeah. how cool would that be? That's right. the only time you see him, right? Sure. That would be nice. There's lots of instances like that. I mean, the Kevin Spacey one is is the great example for me. I didn't know that Kevin I didn't, Spacey was in it when I, I first saw Seven. And I didn't know either. Yeah. And that's the thing. But that's a little different, though. I, I don't know what those trailers were even like, you know? Yeah, I don't. You're right. Uh, but like, like give this movie 10 years with people away from it. And then people our age are coming up to see it and they're like, Oh, who is this? Maybe by then Paul Dano had, has, is like the 11th member of the Eternals and he's in the third <laughs> sequel. God, no, <laughs> he's, he's a little too out there, man. I don't know. I don't see him, you know, t- taking the bites of those apples. Yeah. No. What did you think about how this movie kind of set up sequels? Cause I, I'm very annoyed <laughs> By the fact that most internet discourse now is talking about Barry Keegan as Joker. As Joker. Mm. That is the the vast majority of think pieces are speculating about where this movie can go next. And obviously that disappointed me. I knew that you had to do something because that's the business that we live in now. And yeah. Okay. You have to, you have to at least tease a sequel. And they did that. And it wasn't like too distracting or like too overbearing at the end. Uh, but it does seem like there's going to be a bunch of franchises spawning off of this. They're doing a Penguin TV show for HBO Max, like they did with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, like they're doing with Dune and the uh, and that spinoff. Hard to imagine them doing a lot of these. You know, I kind of had similar feelings about this towards the way I did with like the Joker. Yeah, where it's like, are they really going to make a sequel to Joker? Right. What? Right. Like, you don't have to do that, guys. But funny enough, with Joker is that that's a movie that does not tease a sequel. I kind of hope this would do that. And I also agree that's not to say that the Barry Keegan reveal is that distracting. Mm-hmm. It just makes you think, oh, there's a chance that um, Riddler could get out and form like a new little coalition or, or whatever. Mm. Even though you know, most educated people know that that's probably the Joker he's talking to. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there is that, especially the clown line. It's like, all right, you know. yes, and the laughing. Yeah, and lots the of laughing. laughing and the laughing. Yeah. But hey, villains laugh, do they not? They do. <laughs> villains gonna laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll say this: I didn't need it. I definitely didn't no, need it. But, no, but it, it, you could have done a lot worse. You could have done. A, I mean, Christ, the amount of times we've seen it in other DC movies, frankly, where it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I don't mind it. Like, remember Martian Manhunter and the <laughs> <laughs> not a villain, but a similar kind of like character reveal cut, yeah. for the Snyder cut for another movie that's not going to happen. It's like, oh boy, okay. Yeah, but see, again, I was into it with Justice League. But it's so silly. Just because it's it's, it's, it's it's almost parody at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, though. 
It's like, yeah, it's not good for me, but just I, I need to keep eating this until I don't feel well. Okay, I see. And that's what it was with Justice. Like, I wanted to, like, go into a Justice League coma at the end of that. It's like, it's four hours. You might as well just bludgeon me to death. But why would then why? Why wasn't Green Lantern in it then? That's true. Like, give me a break. Come give on. me more. Like, yeah, I defend the Leto sequence in that. <laughs> I defend the dream sequence. Yeah, of course it's awful. But it like. Is awful. But isn't that what we're doing here? I mean, like, why not do it if we're not going to? Yeah. As I said uh, off air on another podcast, take take notes, Jared Leto. This is how you do the over the top Italian performance. Yes. (laughs) And they're really doing some Guido shit in this, man. (laughs) I don't know if I have relatives that are this Italian. It works. <laughs> I think it does. It works. I, I think Turturro's doing what he always it's, does. No, now. but he's allowed. It's John Turturro. That's different. his default mode. Yeah, it's okay these days. Yeah, yeah. it just. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Hey, sweetheart. <laughs> Colin Farrell is from Dublin. If, right, he's from Dublin. If I'd grown up on a farm and was retarded, <laughs> Bruges might impress me, but I didn't, so it doesn't. What a weird casting. <laughs> the one guy I thought was a little underserved was Andy Serkis. It's Alfred, though. I mean, it's yeah. Not, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a. I mean, I, I did like the scene in the hospital, you know, but he's certainly has the least amount to do. I, mm-hmm. I certainly felt that way. Yeah, he's kind of just in the movie to get blown up. Yeah, kinda, and it's like it gives Batman an excuse to feel sad and give him motivation to keep fighting for something, right? The only thing that scares me more is losing the people I care about, and I've only heard that a thousand fucking times yeah it's like yeah that's a scene where it's like it's not that it's it's poorly done but there's nothing like fresh about it yeah so there's that um yeah a lot of michael Caine in those dark knight movies another thing i realized just watching them this week a lot of michael Caine. i but he's he's kind of become like the definitive alfred i would say i mean i love him in those movies yeah even in the dark knight rises to an extent but he's not in that all that much right no he's in quite a bit of it Dark Knight I mean, Rising? he he goes away for a while. He okay. goes away in like the the second act when he's like, "I will not be around to watch you kill yourself" or whatever the line is. Okay. And then he goes away, and then he comes back, and <laughs> I mean, the ending. He is the point of view character at the end of that <laughs> movie, true. you know. <laughs> but I think here it, it was more, uh, it was more like a Kravitz Pattinson two hander. Yeah, Actually. Yeah. Maybe even more of a Jeffrey Wright Pattinson. I love the Jeffrey Wright element of it all. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and he was, he, I, I, I like Jeffrey Wright as a supporting character. He's not someone I would normally pick for like, like a, 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 a lead or anything like that, but he works pretty well in this role. So I was, yeah, okay I like him playing a cop. He's a cop. Like you look at him like yeah. you're, you're just such a fucking cop. That's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the police station sequence. That whole thing is just tense and awesome and so fucking Batman. Yes. Like it just feels Batman to me when he's running down the halls. He's the grappling hook, but it's just so well orchestrated. Well, the action sequences are so spared too. Like yeah. There's yeah. not, there's not a ton of them, but when they happen, they're, they pay off quite nicely. Yeah. Again, first hour of this movie though. A lot of just walking around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, seriously. Uh, you have the car chase. You have the thing at the end. You got the police station. Yeah, I mean, it's... For three hours, there's not a ton of action in it. No. No, there's not. Um, but yeah. I, I, Matt Reeves talked about Pattinson and, and Wright sort of being the, this Woodward and Bernstein duo that, like, goes around and just, <laughs> like, you know, just collects clues and they're effective as a duo i give them that like there's but the, but it's not 
I don't know. It's not really their story if that's what he's insinuating. It's definitely more of like it feels more like a Catwoman Batman story than anything, which I didn't I didn't expect. Honestly, I thought she was going to be minimally used, frankly. Mm -hmm. But no, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. No, I fucking loved it. I don't know how many more ways I got to say it. Yeah, no, I think most of it works very, very, very well. Great music by Michael uh, uh, Giacchino again. Kind of just the uh, Imperial March uh, with a couple notes taken out. Are you sure? Yeah, kind of. The Batman theme. I didn't feel that way. You didn't? No. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was great, but... Actually, a friend of mine had the same thought at the end. It's oh, like, it sounds like the... It goes, da, 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 and then it stops, and then you just want to keep singing, da, 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 da. But that's not how it goes. It's like a it's like a low piano theme at first that builds to more orchestral. It's, no, it's good! Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. He kind of just sang the Imperial March, but no, that's I cool. That's yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's not really the same, same thing. I don't think it's the same. <laughs> Spot the difference. John Williams would have issue with, <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Giacchino. No, it's good. I really. What else has this guy done? Oh my god! Well, he did the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Well, two of them, uh, The Incredibles, which you know, you know, gotta love that Incredibles music. He did the Incredibles music, huh? Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did a lot of the early Pixar stuff. Yep. Did Up. Did Ratatouille. He's kind of known for like kind of using older methods for music to create something that feels kind of distinct. Because this is the other thing about the music that I loved is that I can hum it. Yes. <laughs> it's very rare that I can watch a movie nowadays and actually hum the theme. It's yeah. like I can do that here, which I love. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, the movie's a jam, guys. I kind of want to go again. I'm I'm worried about its rewatchability. I'm yeah. Well, that's kind of why I want to go again. I am curious, you know. On more superficial levels, though, I mean, I I do I, I like the 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 bat suit itself because you nerds, if you want to hear, it, I like yeah, it's cool. It kind of reminds me of Adam West's cowl. That was the other thing I was noticing. Like that is because t- the way they stitch in the nose and then the the hood, and that's. <laughs> Yeah, well, you get like you get a lot of his face. Yes, like it, it's it. Yeah, it, it, it's the, more expressive in the way that the, the other bottom ones are. rim of the mask sort of curves upward. So yeah, but that's the way the Adam West one looks. It, yeah. You see like more of his face. The nose is just like this tiny little flap. It like and it's stitched in on the sides here, and it kind of goes up over his uh, forehead in the exact same way. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that has to be drawing from Adam West, right? Mm-hmm. I it just it's it's just it was just so obvious to me, but it looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, give me more wet, foggy, rainy movies. Oh yeah, you yeah. want wet, foggy, rainy movies? Yeah, moisten up those movies. People. Moisten them. Perhaps. Listen uh, to me, Hollywood. Wow. Well, give me some more moisture. Mo- Ooh, don't say moist. Women, women hate that word. Don't use that word. I want more wet Batman. <laughs> I want a moist Batman. Make it wet. <laughs> I want a dripping Batman. <laughs> wet and moist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie fucking rules. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm so excited about it. So happy that I'm like into a superhero movie again. Yep. Would I like Matt Reeves to do something smaller? Of course I would. What's I he gonna would. do though? You know, I don't know. He's only ever done stuff that's big. Like think about yeah, it. he's kind of just a franchise guy. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, but even but he's like one of the best franchise guys yeah. at this point. Think about it. I mean, he started with what Cloverfield. 
Um, that was like his first like big notable thing. I think he yeah he he made some like indie dramedies in the nineties um, that never really took off. Uh, did some TV for a while, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his IMDb now. Cloverfield was the first sort of big one, and I liked that movie a lot. Then he did Let Me In. He remade Let the Right One In, mm-hmm. uh, another studio picture, two apes movies, and this one. Yeah, you know, and I have my problems with some of those apes movies, but it's never been on a directorial level. Like the guy does sort of maintain his voice still. There's an artistry to the way he directs, like even just big, you know, traditionally blockbustery moments uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, he, I wouldn't call him as like you know arty about it in the way that like Denis Villeneuve is, but yes, there's the, he's 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 I mean he's more accessible than Denis. Well, he's not full of shit too. Is the other thing that's nice, you know. It's, he's not full of shit though. <laughs> Denis? No, he's not full of shit. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's quite. No, I love the man, but he's <laughs> no Ryan Johnson's full of shit. But yeah, Denis's not full of shit. Yeah, whatever. Fair enough. Uh, okay, you seen anything else recently before we get out of here? The Ice Harvest. <laughs> you watched it? I finally watched it. Oh, man. <laughs> You're finally out, Nico. You're finally out. <laughs> I'm out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> How was it? It was, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly otherwise uh, no, i saw the 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 holocaust documentary last days that came out in 1998 very good cool you know good old time watch it with your family you know <laughs> uh i uh otherwise. i watched that movie on hulu fresh did you see the advertising materials for fresh no sebastian stan uh what's her face from Normal people. Daisy something. Daisy. Oh, I heard. Wait, I did hear about this. Oh. Fresh, Adam. Yeah. Horror movie. Oh, it's a horror movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, about a guy that uh, likes eating uh, the, old, the old people there. The old, he, oh, he's a cannibal? He's a cannibal. Sebastian Stan. Cannibal. Oh, cool. Spoiler alert. It's kind of revealed half hour into the movie, but that's the premise, so... I like good cannibal movies. I'm making a horror movie about a cannibal currently. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So there we cannibals. They work, baby. <laughs> Daisy Edgar Jones, the name of the the, the lady. Uh, she young young uh, young Irish lass. I think she's I oh, no, she's British. A young British lass, a wee British lass. Who? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> who does a horrendous American accent in this? But is okay. Uh, yeah, maybe you'll like it. It's kind of a rough around the edges, uh, not like really super polished horror movie. Uh, that was sort of my main problem with it. There's just like a lot of like continuity errors and obvious things that they could have cleaned up. Like the editing is kind of sloppy. And oh, right. That was the one thing that sort of disappointed me about it. What, uh, do, you it's, a, what do you mean a sloppy? What does that mean? Kind of, it's just kind of sloppy. It's just like weird editing errors and <laughs> like it's. I don't know. It, it's definitely a first time feature feels like a first time feature was a first time feature i think um it's fun maybe you'll like it great use of the uh obscenely late title card oh i like that half hour in that's always fun half hour into the movie title card and opening credits show up it's really good uh maybe you'll like it i don't know you might you might not. It's more Adam's gym. All right. Kind of wish it was more violent too. Not like vi- kind of. It's it's a it's a weird sort of 
Uh, well, I'll tell you the premise. It's about a guy who like kidnaps women and begins cutting their body parts off and selling it to like the Illuminati overseas, essentially. So the they can, Illuminati. Um, it's not the Illuminati by name, but it's a a shadowy cabal of billionaires that enjoy eating flesh. Oh. And so he, uh, you know, will cut limbs off. He's a doctor. He's a surgeon, and this guy will cut the limbs of his victims off and keep them alive because he wants the meat to remain fresh. <laughs> So he locks them away, you know. Okay. Uh, so, like, you know, characters will get limbs cut off, and then he'll just put them back in their cell. And it's like there's not like much shown. Um, so it's like this very like clean violence that I find almost more disturbing than gore. You know, like I see, like I see. because you know he sort of he cuts off limbs with like scalpels and shit, and then you just know like he just cut off meat. You're never gonna have that limb back. Okay, and there's something like very sort of like cleansly and like sanitized about the violence, and that made it like very real and creepy because I don't like needles or knives or anything like that. Okay, don't enjoy going like to get surgery. Don't like the idea of things getting cut open and things coming <laughs> off. Not a fan. Well, I feel I'm not sure many people are, but yeah, <laughs> I would hope you're not anyway. Not into it. So that that was disturbing, but I kind of wanted more blood. I don't know. Right, yeah, kind of wanted more like grossness. Well, maybe maybe there'll be a nice little sequel, fresh too. Fresh too. Fresher. 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 <laughs> Fresher. That's, there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't been like ser- searching for, for newer films lately. That's uh-huh. the only thing. So I don't really know what's out that's like worth seeing. Well, so. We're kind of in the dog days of. Yeah. Yeah. We keep forgetting we have an Indiana Jones film coming out this year. Is that right? Mm. This year? Yeah. <laughs> Mangled? We have an Indiana Jones film, a Predator film, an Avatar film. No, not a Predator film. We have a Predator Stop film coming it. out. Yep. Jesus Christ. Predator, Indiana Jones, Avatar. <laughs> All are supposed to be coming out this year. And Top Gun. <laughs> and Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Remember that? When was Top Gun supposed to come out? I don't fucking know. 2019. Is that right? Oh, my God. I think it's been three years. I think it's fucking... been shot for three years. Oh, my God. What happened to that thing? Was it just COVID? Um... Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I think there were there were some production issues as well, but yeah. Tom Cruise not happy with the fact that no one wanted to actually fly, fly their fucking planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But didn't he, he was, what was that meltdown, that COVID meltdown? Oh, that was uh, the new Mission Impossible. That was on the set of the new Mission yeah, Impossible. Which okay. I, I didn't even know they were doing a new one at the time, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, for new news, Fede Alvarez, the guy who made Don't Breathe, is officially doing Alien 5. Not Blomkamp. Nope, thank God. <laughs> or was Blomkamp supposed to do The Predator? No, he was going to do Alien 5. Okay. And then really Scott saw Chappie, and he said, no fucking way are you doing Alien. <laughs> Alien 5. Alien 5. Sigourney. Nope. No Sigourney. Completely new, but it's Alien 5, which is the way they have to do it's it. It's a continuation. Yeah. Yeah, I was very scared they were actually gonna like do Alien Five with Sigourney and like fucking uh, Michael Bean and stuff like that. But I was like, Christ Almighty, just do something new. You can still call it Alien Five. I don't care. And are they still doing that Noah Hawley FX series? I don't know. I I think Ridley has officially dropped the prequels, which is fine. I don't care. Um, Yeah, I kind of want more of those. 
I, I, I'm kind of down for that. Like you're down for them now. Kinda. Who are you? I, I mean, I know. I like the. Well, this. I like the second one. God, the second one sucks. Like I, <laughs> I kind of wanted more. I don't know. Kind of the second one won me over. That's the one that won you over. Yeah, I like that movie. Yikes. Yeah, no, that's that's the one that that made me say I'm done because <laughs> I like the first one. I hate the second one. I don't hate the second one, but yeah, not not a, I was. That's the one where I was like, not a fan of this direction, but I like this direction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't know. There's there's I guess they might still try. They're all. I mean, if they can get a fucking Blade Runner television series going, they can get an Alien series going. I uh-huh. don't know. But uh, yeah, we'll see about that. That might be interesting though. Noah Hawley doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like him. I like what he's about. Yeah, I like I like most seasons of Fargo. <laughs> uh, yeah, coming up soon. Uh, not a whole lot on the old on the old release schedule over there. Uh, I imagine Doctor Strange is the next big release. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sonic Two is on its way. Oh, Sonic Two. I know how much you love those Sonic I movies. I do love that first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> Oh, the unbearable weight of massive talent comes out April twenty second. That should be fun. That's going to be unwise. This is the thing, though. I'm sure. Definitely will be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some good stuff. A new Jurassic Park movie. Oh yeah. Jurassic World three with Sam Neill. Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear prequel coming this June. I didn't realize that that's actually a Pixar movie. It's uh-huh. a full fledged Pixar. Pixar looks like it's in rough shape. You know that turning red fucking yeah. thing that looks so coming bad. next week. I think. It looks so bad. <laughs> Uh, oh, the Elvis biopic with Hank says Colonel Parker, the Baz Luhrmann thing coming this June. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not terribly enthused. This always happens. I always say I'm not terribly enthused, but, you know, one 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 thing at a time, I guess. <laughs> All right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. I think by then it will be time for the anti-Oscars. You want to do the anti-Oscars? Yeah. Okay. I think I think two weeks from now it's it's time because the the Oscars are three weeks from this past Sunday. So yeah, in two weeks, anti Oscars. Oh my God, is that right? All right, we're gonna nominate uh, our alternate Oscar nominees. Should be a fun time. We did it last year. It was be, a fun time last year. We'll see if I end up watching the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have some ideas for that too. That I we did. Oh I did, wait, I did suggest something. Oh God, do you not remember? I think I remember, but let's talk more off air. We'll talk off air. (laughs) Until next time! I'm Vengeance. Vengeance.